Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network, where you'll find most of your tennis news. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis lessons and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which might be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors might provide that roadmap for your journey. On most Thursdays, I am blessed to be talking with mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Normally on the first Thursday, and we will have them uh, next Thursday, will be Alan Fox. The second Thursday is Coach Chuck Reese. On the third, fourth, and when we do have those fifth Thursdays, uh, you will hear people like uh, Dr. John Murray, who I should uh, remind everybody, he'll be joining me uh, as one of the uh, column writers for Florida Tennis Magazine, and this issue coming out, uh, well, I think it's out next week. Uh, we also have uh, people like Coach Scott Williams, Energy Coach Linda LeClear, Dr. Bryce Young, uh, Nick Saviano, uh, coach uh, Scott Inge, uh great uh, high school Hall of Fame coach and now coach in college uh, tennis, uh, Ashley Hobson, uh, and uh, many uh, USTA, uh, PTR, and USPTA officials. We've had the executive directors on. And, uh, of course, the nice thing about listening to Black Talk Radio and the Yellow Ball Network is that you can listen at any time you choose to these broadcasts. On Wednesday, we have Chuck Reese's American uh, Tennis on. Uh, on Sundays, we have Coach's Corner with Randy uh, Blumendale. And uh, speaking of the network, I'd like to thank the Yellow Ball CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, you're missing out on some useful information. I see I have a guest on today. We've uh, It's that time of year now. Uh, uh, hopefully you're having a joyful but busy uh, time. We had no broadcast last week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, there's been a, a few adjustments being made because people are out uh, enjoying themselves. But uh, we, like I said, we will have Alan Fox with us next week, and then the following week, Chuck Greasy. Uh, each, because I do believe Dr. King, when he said our lives begin to matter, uh, excuse me, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Each Thursday, I will add my personal views on North American tennis, and naturally, you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges. Who knows? Together we may wake up that sleeping giant called high school tennis, and uh, it's up to us. We're the people that's going to make it done. We can't depend on others to do it. So maybe that will happen. Who knows? Uh, Time will tell. Besides our weekly conversation, the almighty willing, you will also be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I previously expressed, if you disagree, 
please email me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. Who knows, you may read your views in Florida tennis or hear them on one of Coach Denise Sharon Tennis Blessings broadcasts. It would not be the first time. And I would also like to remind you that if someone has taken the last issue of Florida Tennis from your pro shop, you can always see the last issue of the magazine by going to www.floridatennismagazine.com. Uh, or in between issues, you can find Jim Marks uh, and some of my articles and more on uh, Facebook. Uh, a lot of things happen in between articles, and we try uh, to share them. Uh, and uh, that is just FL Tennis, Facebook at FL uh, tennis. I thought today uh, you might have to uh, put up with just me on the uh, broadcast, but uh, we do have. Uh, Aldo, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, John? I'm blessed, thank you. I'm blessed. I was just ready to tell the. Uh, audience that I know they didn't uh, tune in to listen to my old raggedy voice uh, for an hour, uh, but with the holidays and everything, we've had to do some switching, and I was, I thank you for joining you, and I promised I would have you out of here by 6 o'clock, and I will do that, and I will just ask the uh, audience to be patient with me because I did promise that I would do my commentaries before the broadcast. I'm not too old to listen to you and uh, make good, when you make good suggestions, take them up. But uh, today I'm not going to do them until uh, I'm through interview and uh, Aldo. And then at that time, uh, I will do my commentary and naturally they will be on uh, Facebook too. Uh, those of you, a little different, today we have one of uh, the Treasure Coast, uh, uh, we're local uh, today, I might say. <laughs> I know we're, I, I don't mean to offend any of you in Europe or anything, but when I say uh, local, we're on the Treasure Coast where uh, we think it's beautiful and remind you, last week, uh, well, last week was Thanksgiving, the week before we came uh, to you from Texas, but uh, one of the nice and beautiful uh, places in our area is the Legacy Golf and Tennis uh, uh, Club. And uh, Aldo Bucaro, the USPTA pro, has been the uh, head tennis pro there. God, I don't know uh, for how long. When I was at uh, Timber Ridge years ago, uh, they were always uh, one of the teams you, you had to worry about playing. And, of course, me being older, I didn't worry about uh, playing uh, Aldo because he was just uh, too good. <laughs> anyway, I would leave that to my son and other people uh, to do that. But thank you uh, for joining us uh, today. And being uh, the people outside the Treasure Coast might not know you, would you just tell the audience a little bit something about yourself? Um, sure. I uh, uh, my name is Aldo Berga. I'm the uh, tennis professional at uh, 
the Legacy Golf and Tennis Club, and uh, formerly the club was uh, called the uh, it was called the Reserve. Right. And uh, and uh, we uh, it, uh, in the late nineties uh, it changed ownership and it became the Legacy Golf and Tennis. Uh, I am originally from Peru. Uh, I play a lot of junior uh, tennis tournaments and. Uh, I travel all over the world, and I, I actually uh, was ranked uh, as high as number seven in the world in the uh, junior rankings uh, in ITF. And you, you've been at the, uh, well, I was going to say reserve too, but the, the legacy, well, the reserve since the 90s then, right? That's correct. Uh, it's, uh, I'm coming into my 28th uh, season, and uh, I also, in the last few years, uh, I am the uh, tennis director at a club in New York. It's called the Osable Club. Um, so I um, uh, I go there for the summer, and I run the tennis program as well. Oh, very good. I didn't realize that. I've been, uh, I'm going to have to... Uh... We're going to have to get, uh, get, stay in touch uh, more often then. I um, uh, sure. get up to uh, New, New York, too. Uh, my family's from uh, Connecticut. We're right outside. But I'm not going uh-huh. up no more in the winter times. So I'm getting too old. Uh, getting to be a wimp in my old age. I can't take that no more. <laughs> I told them I love them dearly, but it has to be in the summer. That's why we have Florida for the winter months. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're uh, we're having an event, uh, John, uh, on December fifteenth, and uh, maybe you can introduce the uh, a little background to play, or you want me to to expand? Why don't Why don't you do it? I know I actually uh, know the, the uh, older sister who was playing in college more, and I've um, uh, the serve master, which I was um, a strong believer of, and when I ran the uh, state organization for high school. Uh, tennis coaches, uh, you know, they were part of that, and I know they're they were part of uh, the parks. Enthused about both girls, but I understand you have the younger girl Alicia on the fifteenth. Is that right? Yes, uh, Alicia Parks. Uh, we uh, we've been working uh, together for a few weeks. Um, I I came I came to know Alicia through Michael, the father. They stopped by the club one day, and then they really liked the facility and the grounds. And uh, they, uh, Michael, stay and watch a couple of my kids' clinics with my advanced uh, kids, and he liked the way I uh, I conducted the clinic. And we started talking, and uh, so I offered the opportunity to Alicia uh, to hit, and uh, and we uh, we start practicing. We did a couple sessions, uh, even though I'm approaching uh, 50 years old, I can still play and. Uh, and offer a little bit of uh, work to a young player uh, like Alicia. She's uh, 17 years old. She's up and coming. Uh, very strong uh, athlete. Very uh, very large serve. I would say she's serving about 120 miles per hour right now. Uh, working on accuracy and spin at the time. That is the uh, the immediate uh, focus on Alicia. And uh, we're having an event uh, on uh, December 15th at the Legacy Golf and Tennis. And uh, we are bringing uh, a friend of Alicia that also play uh, WTA. Her name is uh, Sophia Carrington. And um, we are going to have the both of them play uh, uh, an exhibition. 
and um, and with uh, for perhaps singles on the first set, and then we're going to do mixed doubles. Uh, I'm bringing a, a good friend of mine, another tennis professional in the area. His name is Colin DeWint. He just confirmed today that he will play, and we're going to do mixed doubles with the girls uh, um, for the second set. And um, the event is shaping up nicely. Uh, I believe we sold over 100 tickets. Um, so we're expecting a good crowd, and uh, I think it will be exciting for the Treasure Coast and, and the kids in the area to come and watch some players that are aiming to uh, to be professionals. Yeah, I think it would be uh, very interesting, and uh, I understand you have some people uh, that are probably coming down from uh, Georgia and uh, New York. Uh, I've uh, opened up, <coughs> excuse me, I shouldn't say I, Bobby and I, my wife, we've opened up our house. We know uh, it's always been uh, tennis people coming in and out through their travels, so uh we're not that far away, and uh, we've opened up our house to those that wanted to stay here. But uh, I, it sounds like it's an interesting event, and it's something that, uh, as you know, there's a lot of discussion, and everybody, uh, I'm no different than anybody else, uh, except I admit it, I do have a bias. I'm not a politician or an FBI uh, agent, so I admit that I have a bias. And I do have a preference for a college, but I uh, I do think uh, on on the girl side. And uh, matter of fact, a couple of months ago, uh, talking with Nick Saviano on the broadcast, uh, he he said that that 16, 17 year old he has seen girls that are ready to make the transition into. Uh, the pros rather than going through college, and uh, it was uh, he was all for that, and uh, and I am too. I just uh, you know, but I think they are special people, and you're you're saying you think this uh, young lady is one of those special people too, then, right? Yes, I believe she has potential. Um, she's got uh, all the ingredients. Uh, needs, uh, of course, a little more prep work on uh, strategy, uh, but she's got a uh, tremendous amount of talent and, and, and all the weapons. And, uh, of course, uh, the, the hardest part uh, of where she is, is like everyone else, um, is uh, lining up sponsors and uh, making sure you have the financial backing to travel. Uh, because as you know, training and traveling gets very expensive for uh, for your average family, um, and uh, so it, with the proper financial backing, uh, I think she's got a good projection uh, to make it. Yeah, there's no question uh, when you're considering your options. That's one of the things that you definitely uh, have to uh, consider. Uh, I am told. Uh, that today is not, uh, well, I, I hate being called old. I admit to being older than most people, but I don't like that phrase of being old. I try, I, yeah, I try not to be old, but I'm told they're, like, our home is open, and we've had tennis players traveling through, and many of the pros that I've been blessed to know over the years know if they have people, and there's a tournament around here, uh, you know, like in Vero or something, our home is open uh, to them because 
uh, it is very expensive, and if you don't have the financial back end, uh, you have enough to worry about the challenges of playing tennis, never mind uh, you know, how you're going to get from one tournament to another. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, even on the smaller tournaments, uh, should you win a whole tournament, uh, the prize money is uh, many times inadequate to cover the expenses that uh, that a player can incur, you know. Yeah, and that is, um, that's one of the challenges. There's no two ways about it. But I guess every sport has the challenges. But it, uh, I, I think the disadvantage we have is we're considered a country club uh, sport, and, uh, and there's an assumption that there is an assistance needed. But... Uh, the the challenge uh, is probably more in our sport, I think, than the, the others uh, the sports. But that's my uh, biased uh, view. So we're going to start at noon on uh, it's Saturday the 15th, then? Yeah, it's, uh, we're scheduled to start at noon. Um, we will have seating and uh, probably a barbecue course size. So we're going to try to make the event very festive. Um you know, and we're going to try to help the, the local talent, which is Alicia. Uh, she's on the Treasure Coast now. She's a Port San Lucie resident, and uh, and we, we like to help local. And uh, all the proceeds are going to go to help uh, launch her career. Um, so I'm doing this uh, basically because I believe that she needs she needs help and she needs a push. And uh, and we want to be behind her. So we, we told Michael that, you know, that... Uh, that we are we're really uh, trying to to advance her career and uh, and to uh, and we're happy to offer some help for him. So. Well, I will, uh, the Lord willing, I, was, I will see you uh, down there. I will have uh, uh, some more questions for you when uh, on that Saturday, and uh, I will uh, have. Uh, questions uh, for Alicia and her fathers, and maybe we can give her uh, a little bit of press in uh, uh, Florida Tennis Magazine. So, uh, well, I'm sure we can, and we will. Uh, sometimes the issues get filled up pretty uh, pretty fast, but if not in the next issue, uh, it'll definitely be in the following issue, but we definitely will get, uh, get her some uh, press, and we'll see. And uh, Although I, I, uh, my knees don't allow me to play much more, uh, I think the brain is still pretty good and the eyes are still working. So I, I think uh, I could still, uh, I'm still a pretty good uh, judge of what's going on. Uh, matter of fact, Bobby gets mad at me sometimes when watching the tennis channel that I'm saying what's going to happen. And how do you know that? You know. <laughs> There are some advantages of getting older and uh, seeing the game and being around the game. And, and before that, uh, with basketball, one of uh, Mike and I uh, do have something in common. He was a good basketball player, and I coached basketball before I uh, got involved with tennis. As you know, the only reason the John Denise School of Tennis was not me, it was my son, and I was the other John Denise uh, uh, doing, and I was—I found out that there's a lot of things with the quickness and speed and everything that you needed, and 
basketball were also applicable to uh, to tennis. So uh, it was a good uh, transition uh, for me. Let me ask you, do you have anything? I promised I'd let you get out of here, and I'd try to keep my uh, word. Is there any last things that you would like to tell the audience? Um, no, other than uh, we we like to see people coming to play tennis, and we like them to uh, come out to the event on the December fifteenth. Uh, maybe who knows? Even if they are not tennis players, uh, they might be impressed uh, by watching somebody so up close. As you know, when people go to a tournament, typically um, being close to the tennis court is uh, not possible. But uh, when you're watching a, a fairly small. Uh, exhibition you have uh, close access to the tennis court and uh, and uh, who knows they might get hooked and uh, they might start taking lessons or they might start uh, just showing up to the local um, facilities to play and uh, we like to promote tennis in general we like people to come out and and try it and uh, and uh, promote the sport well, and you've always did a great job with that uh, I assume you still have your uh, ladies and uh, men teams in uh, the team tennis. Uh, I know. Uh, God, thinking back twenty some years ago, uh, you know, you were always one of the teams that were dominated in the league. Are you still? Do you have the teams? Still have the teams? Uh, yeah, the, I, I'm happy to say the legacy, uh, the program is thriving right now. We have a. Uh, Six uh, women's teams playing right now. Uh, we'll probably have a couple of wow. eight uh, coming up in January. So, and then we have um, a men's team and uh, possibly a second men's team. So we we always compete on local leagues, and um, that is the backbone of uh, country club operations. I think, in my opinion, uh, it's a combination, as you know, uh, you know, team tennis and uh, maybe junior tennis as well. We we have an academy for kids. Um, so I think we, we try to cover all the uh, all the demographics, you know, so that if people come to the club and say, I want to play what, what's available, then we do have an answer usually. Well, you always had an outstanding teams, and I'm good to hear that you're uh, still doing that. I know for most of our audience, uh, they won't have the advantage of living on the treasure coast and being there, but uh, if you can't make this event – you should make any, especially I, I really suggest for high school coaches, get your high school players out to events like this here. Uh, I did make uh, some phone calls to a couple high school coaches because a lot of times people think they are ready to do something. And like I said, I have a bias, I think, for most people the route is going from high school into college and not going into pro. There's always exceptions, and most of the time the exceptions are on the the woman end. But any time you have a chance to go and see an event like this, you can sit there and look and judge yourself against the person. Is this the person I think I'm going to compete against? Uh, am I able to do it? And uh, like you said before, getting up close to it is a big, big difference than uh, – even even sitting in a great big event and sitting up on top, uh, when you get, when you're able to get close to, to the event, the, the game is a lot faster than a lot of people realize. 
Yes, it is. It's, uh, not to deviate from the topic too much, but uh, one of my favorite tournaments to go watch is uh, Delray Beach. Um, oh, it's yeah. a fairly small venue, and, uh, and uh, you know, as opposed to Miami, Miami's a great venue, nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just that uh, sometimes it's it's uh, not easy to watch the players up close. You're in the stadium on the what they call the nosebleed section, and uh, you know you just don't feel so attached to the game that way. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, up close and personal is the way to go if you have a, a chance to see any kind of local tennis exhibitions, like the tournament in uh, Vero Beach, uh, for example. I believe that's in April, right, John? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you on your tournament futures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Delray is a great event. Uh, we try to make that every year, uh, and um, and they're old. Uh, you know, there's who was a headman? I remember he had enough points. God, I'm going back 20 some years ago, uh, but he played at Vero, got enough points to play. I think he went to. Uh, well, he played another tournament, and then he went back to uh, England and uh, went to a qualifier there in a bigger tournament and uh, was a uh, lucky loser. Matter of fact, he wasn't even a lucky loser. He was the second person, and the first person, Agassi, they knew they would have had to play Agassi because the person pulled out, and so the person mm-hmm. didn't accept it, and then Hedman, uh, took that and look what happened to him for a long time. He was the number one player in Great Britain. Yes, yeah, yeah and number four in the world, if I don't recall correctly. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So and uh, and John, going back to uh, to the high school high school tennis, you know, I know um, you're very passionate with that, um, I, and I I like to say that uh, for average parents and. Uh, and uh, kids around that uh, it is a, a, a very uh, good experience for your child to play high school tennis because uh, you, uh, first of all, uh, unlike some of the contact sports, you, your kid is more likely not to get damaged physically. And uh, and second of all, the teams are small enough that the kids get a lot of attention. And uh, I had over the years many, many kids from Lincoln Park Academy, Fort Pierce, and Centennial High School, and, and Westside, and so on, coming to the Legacy, and all of these kids, uh, they play competitive high school tennis, and uh, many of them go on to college, uh, either they play on the team, or they play on the on what they call club tennis, which is not exactly the tennis team uh, in the school, but they also have a travel schedule, and they meet people that way, and they they become very very complete uh, individuals in society because of tennis. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I do. Uh, I think this is one of tennis more than any other sport. But any sport in event, I think there's more life lessons, and I look at the problems that we have in society today. Uh, and some of the college everything, but I think that the people involved in sports, they're able to sit there and handle it because they've learned to handle the problem. They've learned that um, coming out on the short end of the uh, score when they're playing a tennis match or a baseball match doesn't mean that they lost. Uh, if they could figure out why they came out on the short end and if they could figure out what they have to do to get better the next time to play that person, 
they're a winner. That's what life's about. It's, uh, it's the people I think that don't compete in any sport. Just it's the first time that happens to them, and they start to say, "Oh, what's wrong with me?" Well, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just going <laughs> through life's journey, and it's a bumpy road. Yes, uh, and and tennis being an individual sport, so I think it builds a lot of character. Um, and just to to wrap it up, John, um, because I got to go out here shortly. Um, I uh, I'd like to once again remind the the people listening to your podcast that uh, we do have that great event for Alicia Parks. Um, Alicia, like I said, uh, you will be happily impressed when you watch her play. Lots of power, great athlete, good prospect for the United States. Um, Got to get some help for, for her, some sponsors. And uh, I think the USDA is giving her a little bit of a hand. Um, so hopefully she, she uh, with her recent success in Canada, uh, 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 she's on the radar more, and maybe she gets a little more help from just about anyone that is interested in helping. Um, And for those of you listening, uh, Alicia went to Canada, uh, ranked as 950 in the WTA rankings, and and she, in four weeks, her ranking climbed uh, 200 spots, so she's close to 750 right now, I believe. Um, and that is in singles. In doubles, I know she's up to 450. Um, so that's uh, that's an impressive result in such a short time. If things continue to go that way, we could be looking at some some good numbers by mid mid of the year uh, 2019. And that's what we're hoping for. Well, we're hoping for that too. Thank you, Aldo. Thanks for coming. I I understand you have to be there. I promise I'll let you go. Uh, Bobby and I look forward to seeing you. Besides seeing her, uh, being able to see you down there on the fifteenth. So, thank you very much for uh, being on the broadcast. And the Almighty willing, I'll see you soon. Thank you, John. Uh, have fun, and uh, we'll talk soon. Very good. I know. Well, there you have it, folks. I appreciate it. At least you don't have to listen to me for the whole hour. Uh, And that's, uh, like I said before, um, it is a busy time of uh, year right now. And uh, we're blessed uh, to have regular mentors on normally. uh, But the good thing about being older is you uh, you do get to uh, meet a lot of people and when uh, incidents like this comes up. And I understand this is mostly for uh, the local people on the Treasure Coast. Uh, but like I said before, any time you get a chance to watch a college match or to watch an exhibition like this, uh, and if and if you especially if you're a young player and you think that you might take up this game, it's a great opportunity to see it at the actual speed and to sit there and measure yourself. What do I have to do? Oh, I see. Boy, she's moving pretty good. Uh, can I move that fast? Or that serve is um, a little faster than I thought. So. Um, we're always measuring ourselves against what we have to do. Uh, life is a challenge. Some people say uh, life's not fair. 
Uh, I don't personally think it was meant to be fair. I think it's a test, and uh, and I think that's the advantage of playing sports is that uh, you're in a test continuously, and the test isn't always being in the match. The test is are you prepared for that match? Are you putting your best effort into every practice? Are you sitting there asking questions when you're not sure? Are you challenging yourself? Uh, when you come out on the short end of the score, are you going to whine about it, or do you, are you going to sit down and uh, uh, work on it? You know, Chuck Reese says there are two types of uh, uh, pain, and uh, one's a good pain and one isn't. And if you're uh, you, you should have pain when you lose. If you're really passionate about something and some of the different ways you handle that, figure out what the problem is. Sometimes you maybe going out and do an exercise after it. A lot of people run afterwards uh, rather than sit down and uh, pow. Uh, I had a practice. I never asked my questions uh, about to my players about the match after the game. Uh, that that was their time to reflect. But at the next practice, I always had a form that they had to figure, uh, fill out when they lost the man, when they came out on the wrong side of the score. And they would explain why they didn't have a better score, why they didn't do those things. And uh, I never, I've been asked before, well, why didn't you do it right after the match? Well, I think that's the player's time. That was my personal way of handling it. But by the next match, they should be addressing why they didn't win that match. And and they should be addressing what do they have to do. And maybe they maybe, maybe some of it could have been the coach's fault. Maybe I was playing a person in the wrong spot. Uh, and sometimes, unfortunately, people play games and uh, – the high school and college level, and they've got a player playing at the one spot that isn't a number one player, but they're, uh, uh, they know the p- p- player could win at the number two, so they moved them down the lineup. Well, there's nothing wrong with that player coming in on the short ends. That's not the player's fault. That's the, the coach's fault. Well, let me get to my commentary. We're going to make this a short <coughs> program. Uh, this evening, uh, we will have Alan Fox, like I said, uh, next Thursday, uh, we will have um, Chuck Reese the following uh, Thursday, <coughs> excuse me, but uh, it is the holiday season, and uh, well, time is a very precious thing, and everybody has to manage time differently and family is a big part of the holidays and it should be enjoyed uh, by everybody. Uh, So uh, we try to give some uh, leadways. We do thank our mentors um, because uh, people that are willing to share and give back and still share. One of the things our regular uh, mentors on the broadcast uh, I'm sure you've noticed by now they're all authors. They have all have a great coaching record. But the most impressive thing about them, in my opinion, is they're still willing to give back today. And uh, some of them have very busy schedules, but they still take the time uh, to be on 
at least once every two or three months on the broadcast. Some people, like Alan Fox and um, Chuck Reese, they've committed to being on every single month. And, and I'm not going to ask that from uh, everybody because they have their own lives to do, and they're out still training other people and everything today. So I do feel blessed to have these people and uh, – Anyway, let me get to my uh, commentary. And uh, that is, uh, what is the job of a coach? Is it to tell the individual what to do? Is it to demonstrate how to perform a task? Is it to tell them what not to do? Is it to explain the rewards and heartaches of the sport? And, well, then maybe even life. Huh? But. The next uh, question I get a lot, uh, these are questions I hear daily. And before deciding which of those best describe what your job as a coach is, I would ask you to examine who you are coaching. Uh, you just heard Aldo, uh, he, you can bet your life he's doing things uh, differently What? Uh, Alicia than he is with his uh, lady team because who you're coaching uh, is important. Uh, what are those individuals looking to accomplish? How long have they been doing it? And why? They're all important questions you should ask. And I would also suggest you ask yourself similar questions like, what have you done for preparation of being a coach? And are you sure of who you are? How long have you been coaching? Are you still studying your profession? What, what are you looking to accomplish? Do you have a mentor you can go to? How much time do you have to give to the effort? Time is measured by input as well as output, sacrifice as well as results. Coaching should generate value, but like any commodity, including money, it's hard to evaluate. And sometimes it takes time to evaluate what the results are. But there's intrinsic values which are determined by you and you alone. Carl Sandburg once said, time is the coin of your life. It is the only coin you have, and only you can determine how to spend it. During my 20 years of coaching high school tennis and conducted the annual Florida Athletic Coaches Association tennis training, I was often asked why I did not write the book on how to coach and manage high school tennis. For me, it was a simple reason. It was the same reason I had not previously written the book on coaching basketball when I spent years doing that. And that was that what works for Coach Denise might not work for you. Much of the success of my success came from my superiors giving me time to learn from my mistakes, as well as learning from some of the creativity of my students and team members. I suppose I always go back to my Marine Corps training, and that was adjust and adapt as well as my Christian belief that the Almighty created us in his image, which meant to me, man, 
there must be greatness in each of us. I look at my job as being that of continually examining how to find the creativity and greatness in those that I worked with. Admittedly, in my early days of the sports, I looked to those governing organizations for advice, but soon learned that what they were best suited for was telling you how it was done in the past, but not really the creativity and the changes of the day. Like socialism is meant to control the group, not for creativity, but for organization part, most of those organizations existed on the merits of others. There was those individual coaches that saw the differences between that produced results, I'm sorry, but the difference between those sporting groups and socialism was that they did not try to put those successes, put down those successes, but encourage us to emulate the success. While those sporting organizations were a good place to develop the basic knowledge of the sport, that creativity and surprise that comes up in sports all the time was the and it's it's developed each season. It's been the for the fifty years I've been involved in uh, coaching. There's something that comes up. There's a surprise and creativity, but there's always something new. But it was those experienced coaches who were not afraid of expanding upon the basic foundation of the sport. They understood the importance of time and how to get the most of it without restricting the development of the individuals. Time is when you break down the game of tennis the game is about time. You're either trying to buy time or you're trying to take time away from your opponent or you're trying to find out what the weaknesses of your opponent. So when you break down the game of tennis, and I think that's why I like tennis because coming from basketball, it was the same thing. It's a game of time, and you're either trying to uh, buy time or you're trying to make uh, take time away from your opponent. So it's one or the other. Recently, I completed the 21-day gratitude challenge. I don't know if any of you have done it. It's a great discipline. It's something to do. I went past the 21 days, but that was just me. But in one of my commentaries, I thank my mentors, the organizations, and the families of the athletes that I've been blessed to have coached. It was a great reminder of who I am and how the learning process never ends. Yes, even at my older age, uh, I'm still learning, and I pray that I continue to do it until the Almighty says it's over. The importance of knowing who you are and why you became a coach could become even more important when you reach my age. Well, that's my commentary. That's what I think. Uh, Like I said earlier in the broadcast, uh, I'm always welcome to hear you. I'm always uh, willing to get into a discussion. I I think that uh, discussions is the way we learn and the way we find out things, uh, the way we make life better. Uh, I'm I sometimes are asked with some of the coaching 
groups that I'm in there with is I haven't heard Coach Denise on this here. Uh, if a conversation gets derogatory, uh, then don't expect to find Coach Denise uh, in that conversation. I could disagree with you 180%, and I will sit there and discuss that with you, or I could agree with you 100% and support your arguments if we're in a civil conversation. If we're not in a civil conversation, uh, quite frankly, then to me it's not worth discussing things. I do believe we all need to sit there. If we love this game of tennis, and if you feel you owe anything to it, then it's our obligation to sit there and support your organizations, not by always agreeing with them, but sitting there, if you disagree with something, let them know. Uh, during my eight years on the uh, USTA Florida Board of Directors, uh, they uh, uh, many times, I would sit there and disagree with what's going on, and I'd vote against it. And there were some votes, as I stated in one of my commentaries, um, where I voted that I, years later I wished I didn't vote that way. Uh, but at the time, I thought it was the right thing to do. And I will remind you that these people that are uh, on the boards and all these organizations most of them are well-meaning, caring people of the sport. And um, because we're human, we're not always going to make the right decision. I do think it's important that these organizations listen to you. I will suggest to you that if it's easier to listen when somebody is not shouting at you. So if you disagree with what they're saying or the new procedure, uh, I know with Davis Cup, there's much disagreement and everything. Uh, I personally uh, think at Wilmington, uh, they made a, a very uh, uh, good compromise uh, on uh, for next year's uh, match. But, um, you know, let's get in the discussion, and maybe we'll convince them to get involved in this discussion, and that's uh, I don't want to get into a picky-picky uh, thing now, but that is one of my concerns is that we get too polarized and we uh, don't listen. And when I say don't listen, listening is not uh, telling you how you uh, misspelled something or how you uh, mispronounced something or how looking for the first opportunity to interject something. Listening is listening to what the person is talking about. Um, years ago, I remember as a kid, and I didn't learn the lesson as fast as I should have, but in our family, uh, my mother uh, at times was very uh, boisterous uh, with my father. And um, I remember one time talking to my father and suggested to him that he should uh, why didn't you say something, Dad? How come you didn't do this? And I remember him saying, John, if you, you, when you are talking to other people, you're telling them what you know. If you really listen to someone, 
you might learn something because you're finding out what they know. And uh, I must admit, uh, I didn't realize at the time he was telling me to shut up sometimes and listen more. Uh, But it was something that stood with me uh, my whole life. So I will thank you for uh, joining us today. I pray that you uh, are with us next week when we have Alan Fox with us. Hopefully you all enjoyed Thanksgiving. We're going to cut this uh, short. I understand the reason that uh, we're the number one uh, rate of broadcast on here is not because people like listening to my raggedy old voice. It's because of uh, the mentors that I have on. So being I don't have a mentor on, I won't put you through no more. Have a blessed week. And I look forward to uh, having a conversation with you again next week. Bye now.